Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. And our top story today, how to avoid being spammed by all those marketing emails. Joining me on the line to discuss this and a lot more, Francis Kern is with the Federal Trade Commission. Francis, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thank you very much for having me. Let's. Uh, we're going to talk about spam and not no, not the canned variety, although that it, I, I heard that is very tasty. Let's talk about just some basics here, level set. How would you describe spam? So spam is email that you don't want to receive. And there are sort of a couple of ways of thinking about it. There's spam that scammers send, which is email that's designed to you know trick you, um, to get you to share money or your sensitive personal information. Uh, and no one wants to receive that. No one wants to... Um, you know, be on the the wrong end of a scam. But there's also some people call spam uh, marketing emails. So advertising emails that they'll get from legitimate companies, uh, even companies that they're customers of, that they just don't want to receive. Yeah. And, and are there rules? Are there federal guidelines or state guidelines? Obviously, you work for the FTC. So I'm assuming there are some level of federal guidelines, just like there's a no call list. If you're many people are familiar with the phone call don't call me. I don't want to be marketed to. But are there rules around uh, internet emails and what can and can't be sent to people? There are, and uh, so it's actually called the Can Spam Act, and uh, it's it's different than uh, the Do Not Call list. There isn't a, a Do Not Email list. But what's really important, I think, the key Can Spam is really a, a privacy law, and the key provision of it is the requirement in uh, marketing emails that companies include a way for people to opt out of receiving more marketing emails and they let people know that that's an option. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, I was going to let you continue, but that's like the unsubscribe button or the ability, um, you know, get it sometimes from the bank or from one of the big uh, retailers. I can check preferences and I can say, you know what, I'd rather not know about all your opportunities, but maybe once in a while is okay. Right. And, you know, each company really gets a, there. We'll, we'll see a wide range of, yeah, some have very detailed lists of, you know, preferences you would like to receive and not receive. Um, the law only requires that companies have one of the options be, I don't want to receive any marketing email from you. And so if, if a person clicks that, uh, then the, the company has 10 business days to make sure that they honor that request, uh, but then they can't um, send marketing email to that person. Um, but I do want to make clear that marketing email is a different from some of these other emails that you sort of alluded to, like, like monthly or quarterly bank statements, for example. Sure. Those, those uh, are under an exception to that opt-out requirement in the law. And so when you receive your monthly bank statement, for example, that doesn't need to have an unsubscribe because we're presuming that that's information that you want because you're a customer of a bank and, and want to know how your account is doing. Yes. And I, I was more referring to a really good point and important to kind of differentiate. And, and we talk about a lot, a lot about retirement. There's a lot of 
retirement disclosures and statements and things that have to happen. A lot of them that are now done electronically. Um, if, if I was uncomfortable with getting spam and I wasn't able to unsubscribe, what, what, what do I do as a consumer? Do, do I reach out to you all, uh, FDFTC? Do I, is there another entity that I reach out to in order to file a grievance or a complaint? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think if you are getting email that is marketing email, so it's advertising email that doesn't have an unsubscribe, that violates can spam. And you should uh, tell us at the FTC, you can go to report fraud ftc.gov uh, and let us know about that because the law requires that companies that are sending marketing email need to give you a way to say, hey, I don't want to receive this anymore. And some and, other things. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. That's I was just going to say. So some other things you can do. You know, email filters on your email program are are really effective. Most popular email providers have them, and they allow you to, if you know, for the emails that don't get filtered out by that filter, you can mark them as spam, and that information goes to your email provider to improve the uh, the filters. And that often does a really good job of catching catching spam, especially the, the really scammy kind. It's also yeah. important you could limit your exposure to spam by using a couple of email addresses. You could have an email address that you use for personal correspondence, for talking with your friends and family or, or writing with your friends and family, and then another that you use for things like shopping. And you should also try not to display your email address in public on things, even on things like social media sites. We know that spammers will go to these websites and they'll harvest those email addresses and they'll use that to send people spam. Now, obviously, this is illegal, um, but it's a way to protect yourself is just not to have your email address out there. And you should think about who you share your email address with on, like, say, a website. Some websites are very transparent uh, in letting you know that they will share or sell your email address uh, and others aren't. And sometimes it can be really difficult to tell. So just be careful when you're sharing your email address. Um, once you give it, you might not know exactly where it can go from there. Yeah, really good points. And, and Fran, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about privacy, what is and what isn't spam, and a lot more. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. 
The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're going to change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Fran, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, it's a fun conversation. I always love talking about spam and how to prevent it. And I get a lot of a spam. One, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, I, and I don't think it's covered under can spam, but I get a lot of text messages. And those text messages from, are from people I, I've never met. They just must have my number. I'm on the do not call list. Again, different, different subject matter. We're not going to talk about that. But they might have a link that, hey, I'm your bank. Or I, hey, Jeffrey, you qualified to win a new, a new Lamborghini. And uh, you really want to avoid clicking those links. Definitely. And that, that's a, a great point. You know, um, I, I think we all get lots of text messages like that. And it's really important to, you know, if it, sometimes the, the sender will say there, you know, FedEx, we've got a package delivery for you. Click on this link here to do something. And don't click on that link. Um, block block the uh, block the sender. If you do think it might be legitimate, like if you are, for example, expecting a package from Federal Express, the better thing to do is to go uh, on the web and find uh, you know the number uh, for Federal Express and contact them using uh, the number that you know is them, rather than clicking on anything that's in a text message. Because if you if you do, uh, that could lead to someone you know stealing your uh, your personal information or uh, you know downloading malware onto your computer or your your mobile phone. Yeah, I just say it's highly unlikely I won Publishers Clearinghouse, and if I did, I know Ed McMahon would have shown up at my door. Let's talk about um, how to detect some of these uh, for for some of our uh, audience members. You know, uh, med- there are a lot of Medicare scams, uh, meaning scams directed at. Uh, elderly or seniors, um, how do you detect what what can look like a very legitimate email? Are there some rules of the road that people should maybe think about before you you click the link and enter in your personal your PBI? Um, you, you really need to think about to determine whether or not it's a, it's a real email or a fake email. Yes. So some general things, if you have an email that is asking you for money, if it's asking you for personal information, like you know, I need your social security number or your bank account number, or, you know, sometimes these emails will threaten people. That's a really good sign that you're dealing with a scammer, right? A legitimate, you know, a legitimate government agency is not going to be doing that. Um, so it's, it's good. It's just a really good rule of thumb. Don't click on any links in an email unless you know who it's coming from that you can verify it's not a scammer. Some other things to sort of look out for when you're trying to make that determination, I always go to the uh, the, the the from line in the email where it'll tell you who the sender is. And I hover my mouse over it because what that does, uh, sometimes scammers are clever and they can spoof, so they can make it, you know, it seem like, oh, this is from Fran at companya.com. But when you hover over that, uh, email with your mouse, the actual email address will show up. 
And a lot of times the domains that those folks will use, so that the part that's after the at sign will be something like Yahoo or Gmail or, or just a bunch of numbers. And that's a really good sign that that email is not coming from the company it's pretending to come from. It's coming from a scammer. And you can also, if you have any doubts whatsoever, you can make up, you could pick up the phone and call the customer service line on your account statement on their, on their website, on their real website, right? Or, or on your credit card. There's a, usually a number on the back of a credit card if you still carry a credit card. That's right. If you think the email might be legit, but it looks a little bit suspicious, go and find out the contact information for the company separately. Call that number, go to that website and ask them about it. Yeah. And, and I guess the last question, I put a, this last question, I probably should have asked you at the beginning of the interview, but are you seeing a lot, you, not you in particular, Fran, but the FTC seeing a lot of complaints, a lot of concerns from consumers saying, man, there is just an awful lot of volume coming into my email box that is just spam. I guess I'm getting my mom and dad's emails, but I'm also getting a ton. I, I can tell you personally, from my perspective, I get a lot of spam in my box, but are you generally getting a lot of complaints at the FTC? So I haven't looked at the statistics recently, um, but, you know, sort of the last time I, I did sort of look at this, generally there hasn't been, you know, a huge spike in anything. I, you know, I know this definitely is an issue, but, uh, you know, personally, I know my email filter tends to work pretty well. Uh, and so when those things do slip through that, that scammy email that uh, is definitely not the company, uh, you know, sending, telling me about their latest sale, I click on that uh, spam or junk and uh, it helps improve the filter. Yeah. Well, if, I, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jeff. It, one more thing. If you do, if you are getting, you know, spam emails, uh, you know, impersonating businesses, threatening you, demanding money, uh, tell the FTC, go to reportfraud.ftc.gov uh, and tell us what's happening. Yeah. Really important to notify uh, public officials, but also you got to be vigilant, try to be as vigilant as you can. And if you're a caregiver, look out for the people that you're providing care to. Fran, we're going to have to leave it there. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much for popping by. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thanks very much. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to? Drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news in lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.